Hello? Wow, every time I watch that video, it uh, makes me feel some type of way, but it's good, it's good. Um, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Pastor Jason. I'm so glad to be sharing with you guys this morning. I am the children's pastor, and so normally I don't get to share with big kids like you guys, but uh, I'm really glad to have that opportunity this morning. Now, uh, for the past two weeks, we've been uh, in our vision, or sorry, our Be Distinct series where we share the four vision distinctives of our church. Um, and this week, I have the honor of sharing community, the community distinctive of our church. Now, <clears throat> the past two weeks, we've had our senior pastor and a doctor in preaching, so please forgive me if it's not as good as them. Um, please give me a little bit of grace. Uh, but let, before we start, let me go ahead and pray for us. Uh, Lord, we uh, thank you for this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to hear from you this morning. I pray that as we <clears throat> hear your word, that your presence would be here with us. Uh, we love you, Lord. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right. So, this, uh, so we live in a society that is more connected than ever. The invention of the internet has allowed us to connect with people across the world, and it's been easier than ever to make connections like that. Now, while the internet has helped us be more connected than ever, it's also hurt our ability to connect with each other. Most of the time we spend on the internet, we are searching for that one thing that we need the most. That's community. And while there are online communities that we can join and um, different places where we can meet with each other, a community of believers is different because it's a vital part of the church. So this morning, I want us to dive into the distinctive of community. And my hope for us is that we would leave today knowing why community is important, what community looks like, and how do we live that out in our everyday lives. So our first question this morning is about community and why is it important? Why is community a vital part of the church? And why do we need to be in community with one another? Community is important because it is God's design for us to pray together and worship together. You see, God did not design us to be alone. When he created Adam, he gave him everything that he needed, all the food, all the shelter, maybe not the clothes, but he gave him everything he needed to survive, right? But God realized that there was someone missing from Adam's life, that something wasn't just quite right, that something wasn't good. And even tells us here in Genesis, the Lord said, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a suitable helper for him. See, God created Eve so that Adam would not be alone because he knew that being with others in community was good for us. We also see the importance of community in Jesus' life. Community was an important part of Jesus' ministry. And um, while he could have done ministry alone by himself because he's Jesus, we see that the, one of the first things that Jesus did was to find a community of believers to be with. In fact, he even gives us a, a commandment about how and why community is important. It tells us in John, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you so that you must love one another. Jesus' desire was to create a community of believers just as God designed us to be. And this is how we know community is an important part of the church. Now, living in an individualistic society, it can be easy for us to 
Uh, it can be easier for us to know this and, and, and understand it in our minds, but maybe we don't feel that community is super important. We tend to minimize the need for it. But the thing is, we need community in order to survive. When a baby is born, the first thing that that baby experiences is its mother's touch. Uh, when a baby is born, the nurses give the baby to the mom, and for that first hour, they're simply embraced by their parents. Now, research has shown that touch is essential for human survival. Babies who are deprived of human touch struggle to fail, fail to develop properly, and they can even die from the lack of touch. The research shows that babies and young children who do not receive physical touch have altered levels of oxytocin and vasopressin, they have weaker immune systems, they're stunted growth, and they have a difficult time connecting with others, not just as children, but for the rest of their lives. See, we're designed not to be alone, but to be in community with one another. And we experience this truth when we understand a community is important for believers to pray and worship. Now, the past few weeks, I've been teaching our kids the ABCs of prayer, or the basics of prayer. And one of the questions I've asked them is, how do we pray to God? How do we pray to God? And we discussed that we pray to God by talking to him, but he doesn't just want us to repeat prayers without putting our hearts into it, but he desires for us to pray from deep within our hearts. See, when we're in community, we're able to pray deep prayers from our hearts, just like God wants us to. And it tells us here in Ephesians, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. You see, I believe a community that prays together stays together. When we share our prayer requests with each other, we're able to pray for one another. We do this, when we do this, our prayers are not just shallow prayers that we repeat daily but it's prayers that come from deep within our hearts. And we have a great opportunity to do that this week with our praise, prayer, and proclamation. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, when I pray, when I'm praying with co- in the community, when I'm praying with others, for some reason I feel like God hears my prayers better. I don't know if it's true, I don't know if it's the reality, but it certainly feels that way. And the same thing can be said about worship. When I look back at when we first started at JRC, what, 2020, for the first three months we were here, and then COVID happened. And while worshiping from the comforts of home in my pajamas, it was great, right? You just wake up, turn on the TV, and church is right there. We don't have to really go anywhere. I remember telling my wife that there was something that I was missing. Something just wasn't quite right. And I realized what, that, what was missing when I came back to church, when we came back to service and started worshiping together. I missed worshiping with you guys. Like even right now, I missed worship. I, I loved worshiping with you guys because normally I'm with the kids and so I don't really get to enjoy the worship as, as, as you guys normally do. I missed the claps. I missed the screams, the, the, the amens. I missed... Uh, you know, everyone belching out, screaming, and, and worshiping together with God. So it's not that God wasn't hearing me or hearing us when we were worshiping at home or online. But somehow I felt that when we come together as a community, God hears us better. 
that he's being given more honor and praise, and he's delighting in us worshiping together as a community. God is worthy of our praise, and when we do this as a church, we're carrying out what God has designed us to do. So what does a community look like? What makes it different, and what makes it stand out? A community encourages one another, and it meets the needs of its members. Now, as a millennial, I'm a millennial, I'll admit we're lazy, we're impatient, uh, we're a bit entitled, and maybe we complain a little bit too much. But the way I see it, a lot of these negative attributes can be attributed to one thing, and that is our need for encouragement. I know, we're soft, we're soft. <laughs> but our desire to feel valued and important. See, the author of Hebrews understood the importance of encouragement, and he wanted us to pursue God's people through the power of encouragement. He tells us here, and let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more you see the day approaching. Now, we may not receive and give encouragement in the same way, but that doesn't mean, uh, but doesn't it feel good when someone encourages you, when someone compliments you on your haircut, or uh, gives you praise for an awesome sermon that you just gave? Doesn't it feel great when someone acknowledges you and tells you that you are loved and that you're seen? Now, encouragement doesn't always have to be with our words. It can be as simple as sending a text message. It can be as simple as showing up to somebody's game. I know Jerry showed up to uh, one of our youth students' games this mo- uh, last week, and it was really cool to see that. It was really encouraging to see that. It can be as easy as letting somebody know you're praying for them. When we give encouragement to our fellow believers, it helps lift us up within the community. But a community also meets the needs of its members. Now, the believers of the early church knew this, and they lived this out. They commonly shared their stuff, as Pastor Peter shared last week, and they met the needs of those that were in need. Uh, It tells us here in Acts, they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and everything in common. They sold property uh, and possessions to give to anyone who was in need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. The Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Now, while our needs might be different from the needs of others, and some needs are greater than others, a community is called to help the needs of its members. Maybe some of us need help with our finances. Maybe some of us need advice on how do we talk to our kids when they're growing up too fast and they're asking us questions that maybe we're not ready to answer. Maybe you're in need of reliable transportation. Maybe you need career advice on what to do after you graduate college. Maybe you need advice on which college that you want to go to. And maybe you just need someone to sit down with you and tell you that everything's going to be okay. As a community, we're called to be ready to help those that are in need. 
Now, I just want to take a second to acknowledge a need that we've had, that I've had in my life, and how a church member has been able to meet that need. Now, who watches your kids when you're the kid's pastor, right? For the past few months, uh, our daughter, Joelle, has been needing somebody to watch her during the service. And without hesitation, without fail, Hedgen has been able to step up and fill that need. Without question. I, I didn't even ask her. She just said, I'm going to watch the baby, right? <laughs> she, just, she just loves Joelle. And I love that she loves her. And, and that's, that's uh, a worry that you know, we've had before uh, she was born. And uh, Hedgen was able to fill the need of, of her uh, being watched and loved, Lord. Instead of worrying about who's going to watch her during this service, she stepped up to meet the need that we had. And as a parent of young children, knowing that my child is safe and is being loved, the need that I have is no longer there. As a community, we are called to meet the needs of its members. All right, so Pastor Jason, we know what a community, why it's important. We know that we need to uh, be in community with other, others. We know what a community looks like, but how do we live in community with one another? How are we supposed to do that? And what does that look like? We live in a community together that God desires for us by connecting with people and with serving others. When we connect with people, when we connect with others, our capacity to love, it increases. It grows exponentially. We see this is true of the Apostle Paul because he knew a thing or two about community, right? In his missionary journey, he planted nearly 20 churches from Jerusalem all the way to Rome. And in his letter to the people of Thessalonica, we can see how he felt about the people he connected and was in community with. It tells us in 1 Thessalonians, Now may, the, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other, and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. We see in this letter that Paul longs to be with this community. Paul longs to be with the people of Thessalonica. We can hear his desire to be with them. And if you read some of his other letters, his other epistles, you can feel his love for the communities that he's writing to. See, Paul didn't just limit his, his love and, and his, uh, his love to just one group of people or one church or one person, but the more he connected with others, the more he was in community with others, the more his capacity to love grew. In the same way, when Paul loves these communities, uh, we too must connect with others so that our capacity to love increases. Now, when I was younger, I thought I could love no one else more than I loved my family. But as I became a part of a church community, as I became a part of a, a church, I became a part of a community that encouraged me, that met my needs, that loved me, I found myself loving the people of the community as much as I loved my own family. I found that as I served and, and, and uh, gave my life to these kids, I loved them just as much as I loved my own children. As I connected with others in my community, I found that my capacity to love others 
increased, it was stretched, it was pushed, and it was greater than it was before. By connecting with our community, I'm able to love those that are difficult to love. By connecting with my community, I'm able to love those that need more love. And by connecting as a community, I'm able to uh, love those that maybe don't love me back. This is what happens when we make an active effort to connect with others in our community. We can also live this out by serving our community. And to share a little bit about this, uh, I want to invite one of our LB members, James, here. Where's James? James? James, uh, James is going to come up and show, uh, share some opportunities that we can have to serve our community. So uh, let's give him a round of applause as he comes up. Woo!